At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Very, very excited about this week's show. Stephen A. Smith from ESPN is the guest, followed by the Trainer Thought segment. Stephen A. was phenomenal. Very open, very honest about changes to first take and his, um, his move to have Max, Max Kellerman removed from the show. Stephen A. explains why and gives us uh, what Max's reaction was like. And uh, he gets into the whole thing about debating what sports TV debate is all about, what the goal is, what this business is all about. Uh, fantastic stuff. Very honest from Stephen A. And thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. And then in Train of Thoughts, Sal Akata comes on from SNY and WFN in New York. And we talk about the Brady-Belichick game, Monday Night Mannings, Peyton and Eli, uh, another great week, Sopranos movie, Curb Your Enthusiasm Return, all that covered in train of thoughts. All right, let's kick it off with a big interview with Stephen A. Smith right here on the SI Media Podcast. All right, joining me now, first time on the SI Media Podcast, very happy to have him. And I feel very important because he's actually doing this from a car, which, which I don't know, <laughs> makes me feel like, you know, we had to get this done. And it's uh, the host of First Take on ESPN and also Stephen, Stephen A.'s world, Stephen A. Smith. Stephen hey, A., how are you? I'm doing all right, man. How are you? I'm good. I, we've had, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, Keith Hernandez did this podcast from his backyard in Sag Harbor, and we had someone do it out. I think Andrew Cicilliano did it outside the NFL studios and NFL Network, and now we have you in a car. So I, li- I like this. It's, uh, you know, everyone's got all the fancy setups these days. I, I like something a little different without I'm the fancy car, background. I'm in a car off uh, right before exit three on the New Jersey Turnpike heading home. All right. Wednesday's a good night, but we got no football tonight. So it's, uh, and the NBA hasn't started yet. So we can, we can take some time here and get into this. Um, but before we get into anything, how, how did you find out you were being, I don't want to use the word made fun of because that, that has a negative connotation. Uh, you were featured on John Oliver's show over the weekend in a very <laughs> funny bit. Oh, man. It was, it was, it was funny. Listen, when you're on TV as much as I am, 
Um, and then social media in terms of, you know, my videos being posted from First Take, Stephen A's World and other places and stuff like that. That comes with the territory, man. All I ever ask is for people uh, to be funny and to be as accurate as you can be. You know, I accept responsibility and accountability for anything that I do um, on the airwaves. And if I make people laugh because of my facial expressions in this case or some of the things that I say, you know, that's what comes with it. Jay Farrell for Saturday Night Live uh, interviewed uh, or imitated me years ago. Obviously, Frank Caliendo has done it. Scott Van Pelt has done it. Uh, the, you know, Jamie Foxx has done it. The list just goes on and on. This guy Shiggy that, uh, that has his own uh, space on Instagram, you know, with me stuttering and stuff like that. I'm just sitting there going like, these guys are hilarious, man. And, <laughs> you know, when they do that good of a job of getting me down, what the hell am I going to say? I mean, I'm looking at myself. I'm like, yeah, I did do that. <laughs> so it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. You know, and John Oliver is great. So it was funny. I, I'm mad. I didn't think about it. I didn't think of it myself. <laughs> uh, that, that one, I, I've, I've written many times um, mm -hmm. that what you do is performance art. Would you say that's mm -hmm. fair or unfair? Don't think about it that way i'm not going to say it's unfair um you know i can understand that interpretation um i would tell you that we're in a personality driven business um i would tell you that the e and espn stands for entertainment um so i get that part and it doesn't offend me in the slightest um my biggest thing is just making sure that you know just don't forget my resume that's what i tell people even the cynics the critics you know, don't forget my resume. You know, I, 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 I scratched and clawed my way to where I am today. You know, I was in the press boxes. I started off as a high school writer. I was an intern before that. And I elevated from high school to colleges, to the pros, to being an NBA columnist. And in 2003, when I became a general sports columnist for the Philadelphia Inquirer, I was the 21st person in the history of the, the 21st African-American in the history of this country to be named a general sports columnist. I paid dues to get here. And so for me, the only thing that makes me reluctant or apprehensive for people to talk about, you know, me, uh, you know, just it's like a performing art or for me as a personality, the only reticence I have about it in any way is when I feel somebody is trying to do that to gloss over a resume that I've earned. As long as they recognize, you know, recognize and recall my resume, I'm totally good with it. Well, even listen, put the resume aside and it is a lengthy resume. And I, I, rem I'm, I remember you as your days as a Philly, Philly columnist. Um, put that aside. When someone yeah. says performance art, when I'm saying it, at least that's a skill and a talent. I mean, not everybody can do it. I think actually very few people can do it where it's effective. So, yeah, yeah in a way, it's a compliment, I think. Um, well. Well, I take because it that way. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I, I take I take it. I'm not saying that I don't take it that way, especially from you. What yeah. I'm saying is there are people who are cynics that would say that, but it's after a litany of insults or whatever would be thrown in my direction. And it's usually with them forgetting my resume. And that that's the only thing that, you know, I'm never hesitant to remind people of because it's my way of saying I put in the work. Now you're doing television. Things have changed. And so it's not just about what you say. It's about how you say it. It's how you look. It's your diction. It's your tenor. It's your, it's your mood. It's all of those different things. It's listening to the person that's across from you. It's, it's, it's getting where they're coming from and how it's telling the audience that you think they're full of it without saying they're full of it. It's telling the audience it's a wow moment without saying, wow, 
all of those different things that you're pointing to are things that I've been blessed and fortunate enough to some degree to have mastered doing what I do. And some of it is learned. Some of it just comes natural to me. And um, I'm proud to be able to say that, you know, I can, you know, react extemporaneously. I can act off the cuff and just naturally get what an audience would like to see and hear. And I am proud of that. So you're right. I get where you're coming from. Yeah. And you, and you mentioned obviously the resume and obviously now you are the man at ESPN with multiple shows. And with that comes, I think a couple of things that I find very interesting. There's, there's two things there. When you're in that position, I think you can obviously get away with a lot more than most people. I, I, I don't, you know, sometimes I say you, maybe you're an untouchable at ESPN in this day and age. I don't know if anyone's untouchable since, you know, one word I'm gets not. you. Yeah, but <laughs> I can show you I'm not I, untouchable, but I got but you. But you recently did two things that I appreciated in this business. The first one is you did a radio interview recently. I think it may have been with Charlemagne. I'm not 100% sure. I, I should have looked that up. But where you said you came out, and I wish more people would do this. Your goal is to make ESPN money and then for you to get a cut of that money. That's yeah, that was the, that, that was the that was the Breakfast Club. That was Shalom. Breakfast Club. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And why don't more people just say that's what this is all about? I think that people try to come across as self righteous, as upstanding, as neutral, without any feelings of subjectivity whatsoever, and they just don't get. No one's buying that anymore. You know, gone are the days of looking at a Ted Koppel, a Peter Jennings, a Tom Brokaw, a Dan Rather, a Sam Donaldson covering the White House and other stuff like that. And looking at them and saying they're totally objective. They have no feelings about it. They're just giving you the facts. The American public, at the very least, has said, no, that's not good enough anymore. We want to know where you stand. We want to know how you feel and why. Because we can get the facts in a matter of minutes, if not seconds, at least the facts that have been disseminated to already, or one entity already. By the time it goes out, you know, the world has it. So within minutes. So we got that part. Now what matters is for you to tell us how you feel about it. And so as a result, you have folks that struggle to make their thoughts and feelings matter. And that's why it's a struggle for them. That's why they want to go back to the good old days. Well, guess what? I'm somebody whose opinion matters. It resonates. We look at First Take, which has been number one since I arrived in 2012, and we've been number one for nine years and counting, knock on wood. It could end tomorrow, but it can't take away what I've been able to do the last nine years. First with Skip Bayless and obviously then Max Kellerman. But the biggest thing about it is, is that when we say all of that, we got to understand I wish it was that way too. I just accept the fact that it's not. And I adapt. And you have so many people that don't want to adapt. And then what we see now, and it's not to denigrate or berate, you know, media columnists or people that are, they, you're all my contemporaries. And please don't get me wrong. I understand that it comes with the business. But one of the things that I'm mindful of is that you have people who try to make a career out of talking about people like me. And I'm like, well, here's my discomfort with that. I recall working in New York before and then Philadelphia after where you had people 
who would literally market themselves to the teams that they were covering as the individual that would call out the media for them. And then, so if you, I'll call out this guy in the media for you so you could give me this information. So if Stephen A writes an article about the Philadelphia 76ers and they didn't like it, well, management for the Philadelphia 76ers could go and talk to that columnist uh, and, and give him nuggets of information in hopes that he'll attack me. And that's what you use to make yourself bigger in this business. That's not what we're here for. That's not what we're all about. And so when I look at things like that. And I see that I try to stay above the fray and be able to stomach it all. Even though I know I'm a personality and open to attacks, I know where the agendas come from a lot more than people realize, certainly a lot more than the public realizes. And I'm prepared to handle it accordingly. I don't I don't know if you'd agree with this, but I do feel like social media has played a role in exposing the agendas because I've always said this too. You know, fans, sports fans are, you know, they're not exactly maybe the uh, most sane and rational people. And they think every <laughs> announcer hates their team and every announcer is that. Right. What sports fans need to understand is, yes, announcers are 100 percent biased and not objective because they're getting information from agents, PR mm-hmm. people, people in the organization. So there's, you know, that I think is what has been able to be exposed in this age of social media is, you know, more about relationships that people in the media may have with sources. I do. I do. I mean, I've been blessed and fortunate, Jim, not just to be incredibly connected, but here's what happens. And I'm not trying to say I know everybody, but I talk to everybody. But I would tell you that I'm in the loftiest position that I've ever been in my career. It's not because of the money. It's because of the platform. And what I have done with that platform, my willingness to tackle issues, my willingness to make myself a target because I'm not worried about how people feel. If I'm passionate enough in my heart about where I stand and how I feel, that puts me in the eye of the storm. Well, here's what that says to a lot of other subjects that you may be talking about. He's brave. He's fearless. He ain't scared. We can talk to him. Because if he if we are able to convince him that we're right and he sees our side of things, he won't he won't be fearful in addressing it with the fervor it deserves. And so as a result of that. I get calls every day and I mean every day. And when I'm on first take and people see my head down, I'm usually receiving texts literally during segments about what's going on. Man, here's what's going on. Man, why did you say that? You got to say this. Why didn't you say this? You should have said that. You letting them off the hook. Blah, 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 blah. This is every day, five days a week minimum. There is never, ever, and when I say never, I emphasize never. There is never a day that I go on the air that I'm not receiving texts from players, coaches, executives, scouts, player personnel directors, owners, league officials. There is not one single day that this happens that I'm not receiving text literally in a minute of every show and practically every segment. There may be a segment here or there that's missed, but when I tr- well, trust me when I tell you, it never stops because they feel 
you're in this role. This is your position. We can't be quoted. You need to tackle this issue. And most of the time, I don't listen during the show. <laughs> I make sure I wait, and then I'll address the issue after I have an opportunity to study it. But that's the kind of pressure seat that I'm in. But I believe I was made for it, so it doesn't phase me. I don't want to get off on a tangent, but it seems rude someone would text you while you're in the middle of doing the show. At least wait till the commercial break. Can you? Is there? Can you? Is there a story you can share about someone who texted you during the show that ended up? being a thing where you went on the like, who's like a, is there a can you give us a big name that texted you something that either they were pissed or they I wanted you to address i don't know if you can reveal can, any of that but i can i cannot okay. t- i cannot I, I can't tell you that i got you there have been trades there have been trades okay there have that's been issues that players have had with the media players have had with other players all of that other stuff and they and and literally they would say what the hell are you talking about i could tell you one story that i did um i was on first take one day um, before Kobe retired and Kobe and I were pretty tight, not as tight as he was with other players, of course, cause I was the media, but he and I were pretty tight and God rest his soul. And he called me and excuse my language. He said, he picked up the phone and he said, cause he texted me and he said, call me. And then I had to wait. And then an hour later, cause I was on the air. He right. said, Motherfucker, I said, call me <laughs> now, you know, and so the minute the show was over, I'm like, look, man, I got a job to do. I'm on the air, blah, 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 blah. He said, what the fuck did you just say? Did you just say blah, blah, blah? Are you Have you lost your mind? And I'm like, no, no, no. I said, no, I didn't say it. This player said it. And, blah, and I'm explaining it. He said, don't you ever go on the air and say no bullshit like that without calling me first again. You know, that was like typical of certain things. You've got guys that, listen, I got a lot of these guys on speed dial. Not everybody, but a lot of them. And they're watching. And if I say something or some family member sees me say something, I'm going to get a call. And those are the players I laugh. I say it facetious because it is funny, but it's it's also true. I'm going to be very careful about what I say. Now, I try to be anyway, but especially with guys like that, because there's quite a few guys that are like Kobe in terms of that, that right. will pick up the phone and they will stalk me until they find me. You better call <laughs> me. Oh, you didn't say that bullshit you just said on the air today. Call me back now because they got a problem with something that somebody told me about. I love that. He didn't realize you're on the air and can't make the phone call. That's a phenomenal um have you heard from Kyrie Irving over the past two days? Has he texted you during first take? No, no, okay. no. Kyrie and I haven't yeah. talked since last year because um, I got on him because of, you know, the way he was talking to the media. And I said, that's not smart. That's just not smart. Especially here you in know, New York. And, yeah. And he didn't he didn't like that. So we haven't yeah. spoken since. And that's fine. I, I maybe if we have a little time at the end, we can get into this whole thing with the, with Kyrie and the vaccines because that that's a wild story how it's going to play out with the NBA now saying they'll dock pay. But I just want to finish up because I appreciated what you said about you know this is about making money. It is a business, and you know recently, obviously Max Kellerman left the show. Reports came out that you were responsible for it, and you didn't run from those reports. You you came out. And you said I wanted to make the change. You took responsibility, which. That does not happen anymore. ESPN PR could have put on a whole little show and song and dance for people like me and who cover this stuff. What, why did you want to make that change? 
I thought it ran its course. Even though we were number one, numbers were dipping. Um, chemistry was an issue. And, you know, we needed to be better. I wasn't pointing the finger at him. I was saying we did not work as a pair. I think that Max is one of the nicest guys in the world. He's incredibly knowledgeable about his boxing and other sports, by the way. Um, I knew that there were a plethora of opportunities within the company for him to be a part of, which has been proven because he's now with Keyshawn and Jay on a nationally syndicated radio show in the morning for four hours. And he's got his own national television show in the afternoons from two to three. This just in, which I think is doing well. And I wish him nothing but the best. You know, I think that people get construed thinking, well, you know what? Stephen A doesn't like Max. They couldn't be further from the truth. I like him and respect him. We just weren't working anymore because the audience was telling us that we had essentially just flatlined. We were, we were the same and we weren't fresh together. And so as a result of that, I told the bosses how I felt, um, wishing him nothing but the best, rooting for him, uh, making sure everybody knows if he needed me, I wouldn't hesitate to be there for him. But I'm not going to apologize for anybody, to anybody rather, for being committed to winning. And if I believe that I'm a part of a formula that's not going to win any longer, I'm going to change that formula whether it's me moving on or them moving on. And that is the way I have always been. And that is the way I will continue to be. Um, I'm incredibly excited about the direction that First Take is in now. Molly Kurum has, uh, Kurum Rose has been sensational. Uh, so have all the contributors, Michael Irvin on Mondays, Keyshawn on Tuesdays, uh, Marcus Spears on Wednesdays, Dan Olavsky on Thursdays, Tim Tebow on Fridays, with all the contributors like Mina Combs and Kimberly Martin and Ryan Clark and Paul Feinbaum and Jeff Saturday. And, you know, the list just goes on and on and on. Bart Scott, Dominique Foxworth, everybody's been fantastic. But it's fresh voices um, going up against me. I think the show is incredibly exciting. Um, we're excited to be doing it. We're having a blast and nothing feels stale now. And I've been doing this for nine years. So I think I'd have a pretty good idea considering the fact that I've been doing it nine years and I've been number one every single year that I've done it. I think I'd kind of have an idea of what works. If I sat up there and I said, it's his fault, that's a different argument. That's not what I said. What I said is we don't work together and the decision needs to be made regarding us. And that's what I was taking responsibility for. And I will never run from that. Did he, did he agree with your assessment? No, he did not. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that's got to be tough for you because you said you like him personally and obviously you have this yeah. professional issue. And if he doesn't agree, I, you know, I don't know what the status. Well, you could call it, you could, you could call it tough. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm personal friends with a lot of folks on the show. Let us feel like we flatlining and watch what happens to them. So tell um, me, I have, okay. a, I have a phenomenal boss in Dave Roberts who supports me at every turn. Let me drop in the ratings and watch what Dave Roberts does. <laughs> Norby right. Williamson is an executive VP uh, for ESPN, who's done a phenomenal job for us. Jimmy Pataro, the president, I have a, we have a great relationship with each other. Let me start losing. Let me let the ratings plummet and watch what they do, Jim. 
we gonna you gonna see a press release. Yeah, you're gonna see you're gonna see interviews. Well, you know, Stephen A. I mean, right. we love them, but things change you know, change of direction. That's yeah. how it goes. That's yeah. the business that we're in. We all have to accept it and, and be and be clear. My day will come where it's my turn to step aside and say, okay, it's time for somebody else to be up in here because I'm no longer what I used to be. That's the business we're in. Yeah. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named Best Hybrid Mattress Five Years Running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. So tell me, uh, is the goal, you mentioned the, the cast of characters that you have, uh, you're rotating every day and, and bringing, is the goal though to find one ho- co-host for you? Because you mentioned with Max, chemistry, and I would think any show like that is so dependent on chemistry. And if you have so many people, you know, is it a temporary thing with all the hosts or is the goal to get one co-host to go against Stephen A every day? The public will determine that. If the public continues to keep us number one, and it's fresh and lively and we're thriving, then the public would say, we like it just the way it is. If the public says, well, you know what? On Tuesdays, Keyshawn's ratings are double what Dan Olosky's ratings are on Thursdays, and Michael Irvin is triple what Tim Tebow is on Fridays and all of this other stuff, well, guess what? Then that will tell us what we need to do. That's the business we're in. This is the thing that shocks me. We get ratings every single day for every quarter hour. Mm-hmm. That's the business we in. We know exactly who's doing what and how valuable they are, what's working and what's not. That is what we use as the litmus test, along with other things, you know, YouTube numbers, all of this other stuff, yeah, social yeah. media, all of those things come into play. <clears throat> but the numbers tell us the story about 
who's resonating, who's not, what works, what doesn't. And we make our decisions from there. So tell me what makes a good sports debate. What are you looking for in the person sitting across from you on any topic when you are going to go at it about something? You got to have an idea of what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> you got to know what you feel. You got to know what you feel and why. You have to be fearless in expressing those feelings. Be unapologetic about it. And sincerely have someone opposite of you who is opposite of you. They're not just looking across from you. They actually feel differently than you feel. And they're almost, if not equally, as unapologetic about expressing themselves as you are. Very simple. You've done that show, you said, I think, since 2012. So that's nine yes, years. Yes, Skip Bayless asked me to come on board, yes. Have you ever, though, once ever said something you didn't mean for the sake of an argument? I've done it several. Well, not that I didn't mean. Um, I articulated myself in a fashion that can only be deemed as responsible. Um, let's take it to several accounts. Um, I got suspended because I brought up the word provoke when we were talking about uh, the whole Ray Rice thing. Oh, right. Right. I did not mean that the way that it came out. I, I, I didn't mean that. What I was raised by five women, for Christ's sake. You know, I put my hands on men who put their hands on women. I have never been a proponent of any kind of violence against women. You know, I'm a guy that's in the streets and if I saw a man putting his hands on a woman, on a woman, I would try to stop him. So of course that, what I was talking about is if you're alone and some no good punk of a dude would choose to put his hands on a woman while you're in that moment all by yourself, be careful not to exacerbate a situation because my God, there's nobody there to defend you and who knows what he'll do. In other words, do something to buy some time to get out of that situation. That's all I meant, but it came out wrong. Mm. And so as a result of that, I had to own responsibility for misspeaking. Recently, the Shoei Atani thing, uh, I, I wasn't saying he wasn't worthy of being marketed. I was saying Major League Baseball's history shows they won't market somebody like that and it's a foolish decision on their part and they need to do a better job of it but that's not how it came out and so when you look at things from that situation certainly uh there have been times in my career where i wish that i could have a do-over and speak about things more articulate than i did so you, you went to a couple of heavy topics i actually meant it sort of in a lighter way i meant like do you ever say like oh this guy's a top five quarterback when you really think oh this guy sucks but you know we're trying to do good tv here I don't I don't make up what I say, my man. And the reason I don't do that is because I'm the kind of person that would be judged significantly more harshly for doing so than others. You know, I, when I'm tongue in cheek, it's clear to the audience I'm joking around. They know I'm playing. I don't give a serious face to something that I'm joking about and deceive my audience because the number one thing that I have going for me is that the audience trusts me. They trust that I mean what I say and I say what I mean, unless I tell them otherwise. Like if I'm acting around and playing around, I'll do something like that. They know that I play brick on General Hospital, the soap proper, the stuff like that. So they know they know that. But for the most part, uh, my number one quality is my authenticity and the fact that I'm trustworthy, that people know I mean what I say and I say what I mean. I'm. I'm curious because you recently did something about Mitch Trubisky, which I found hysterically funny the way you delivered it. I, I, I it was in my column. I, 
you know, you, you had the voice going high, low. And because yes. he had said he was he was happy to be in a place where he was wanted, but yep. he was the backup quarterback. I did. And I I'm, did it on Stephen A's world. I did it. on Yeah. Stephen A's and world it was, it was the delivery was hysterical. Yes. But I'm, what I'm curious about that is. um, Because I, I said earlier, I mean, you're, you're at the top of the game, so you can get away with a lot more that others may not be able to. Is, are you conscious? Is it a fine line to always make sure, like, let's not get too mean or get too per? I, obviously, it's all about yes. professional. Yes. But yes. these are athletes. They see everything you say. I even noticed, like, on Twitter, you posted that video and you added Mitch Trubisky. So I was like, ooh, I don't. Does Mitch want to see that? So I was just curious your mindset with well, that kind of thing. Um, number one, I'm very sensitive to that, but I have a job to do, and the job is to call it like I see it. I'm very, very big on leaving your personal life to you. Your personal life is your story to tell. Your public life, I have every right to say what I want to say as it pertains to your performance on the field. If you perform in a certain way, and this is what we see, and you've put your abilities on display, I have a right to speak on it, just like people have a right to speak on me in, in regards to what I say on television. I accept that. Do I, am I mindful and cognizant? Yes, because, you know, it's interesting. My mother passed away in 2017, God rest her soul. And I hear my mother's voice in me all the time. And if I say something and I'm too harsh, I literally hear her with a Western accent. I did not raise you that way. But do you have to talk like that? You know, and I, and I go, oh, you know, she wouldn't be happy now. Dial it back, dial it back. Recently, well, I had a conversation with Kevin Durant's mother, where who's always been wonderful to me. And I remember when I first returned to work after my mother died, uh, they were in Cleveland and, 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 and going against the Cavs, Golden State. And Kevin Durant's mother was waiting outside the locker room for me uh, to give me a hug and uh, give her condolences for my mom's passing. And she gave me a hug and she spoke on behalf of all the NBA moms who have always been wonderful to me. And they were like, we love you. We're here for you, et cetera, et cetera. She said, but I'm going to get you for talking about my boy. And we just laughed and all of that stuff. And it was a laugh that I needed. But she had a serious conversation with me recently, just talking to me about the, the impact of my words and how it really affects how people are. And she wasn't getting on me at all. She was just being very respectful and just wanted me to be mindful of the kind of impact that I have. And so yeah. I'm the kind of person that I don't just talk to the players and team officials. I talk to wives, I talk to moms, I talk to brothers and sisters and family members and people like that because I want people to know I'm not trying to be personal right. and I'm not trying to do something like that. And I'm somebody that can be reached out to. You can call me or confront me and say to me, I think you're wrong and here's why. And if I believe you and I said something on the air, I'll go on the air and apologize. I won't go in private and do it. If I said something on the air publicly, I'll correct myself publicly. If I apologize to you in private, I'll apologize to you publicly because I'm a human being first. And that's what I try to do. And that's the kind of aura, the kind of just persona that I, I want to project. And I want people to know, you know, I, I, I'm not evil. I'm not going to care about what you think if every little thing affects you about me doing my job. But I'm not going to be evil. I'm not going to be malicious. And I'm not going to wish harm or negativity or failure upon you. 
That's not what I'm doing. I might chronicle it when it happens, but I'm not wishing it. And that's the kind of message that I try to send. When, when your mom was with us, how often would she scold you about something you said on the show? Once a week, once a month? How often? About once a month. About <laughs> once a month. She yeah. wasn't a big sports fan, but she watched me. And literally, she didn't watch me for the sports content. She watched me to see how I talked about people. She wanted to pay attention to that, you know. And I, and I remember one time I told a conversation that Michael Jordan confronted me years ago um, in the early 2000s about because how I was talking about some of the picks that he had made or whatever. He said, Stephen, A., it ain't the way it ain't the, what you say, man. It's the way you say it. And I looked at Michael and I said, can I have a job? Can I have a job? I said, because evidently that's what you want me to do. You want me to be your PR guy. I'm like, damn. I said, Yo, you have to be the only one that makes money. How I speak happens to work for me. Can I do my job? And he just started laughing. He said, I got you. I understand. I said, I said, it's not like I'm faking. That happens to be how I talk. I'm an animated dude sometimes. I'm not animated dude 100% of the time, but animation comes with how I talk. I project, I disseminate, you know, I, I can be bombastic and demonstrative and also be mellow and calm. That's just who I am. I can, I can use facial expressions to speak for me. Other time my volumes go up, other time I whisper and I'll laugh and I'm, you know, it's all of that that comes along with it. Can I, can I have a job? And he was like laughing. He's like, I got it. I got it. That's great. And like you said at the beginning, there is an E in that ESPN for entertainment. If I can, two two quick questions here to wrap because I I know you've. Does Stephen A. Smith ever wake up in the morning, Monday through Friday, and not want to debate about sports and just maybe want to stay in bed and eat some pancakes and say, forget this shit for one day? No, I'm never. Mm -hmm. I never just want to lay in bed and do nothing. It's just that there are times where there's other things on my mind. Like, for example, when I hosted Jimmy Kimmel, that was a lifelong dream of mine to host the late to host late night. Um, and that was an incredibly, incredibly big moment for me because I didn't think about sports. I didn't want to think about sports. Um, all I wanted to think about was doing that late night show. I mean, that particular day, sports did not matter to me at all. I didn't read the sports section. I didn't listen to sports talk radio. Um, I didn't go online and read anything. I didn't want to know about it. All I wanted to do was that because that moment was so important to me to show that I could do late night, that I locked in and I zeroed in and nothing else mattered. Is that the ultimate goal for you to do late night? Is that that the ultimate goal? Other than, than, listen, I want to be a producer of -hmm. content. That's why I have my own production company. That's a big, big deal to me, Mr. SAS Productions, Um, but also hosting late night. Yes, it's something that I want to do. And I got to tell you, I'm going to do it. Um, I hope it's with Disney. I got four years left on my deal. But if they don't want to do it, then I'm going to be looking elsewhere because I'm telling you. That's how bad I want to do a late night show. So so let's speculate here for a little bit. Four years from now, your contract's up. And let's say Disney or someone else offers you a late night show. Is Stephen A. done with sports at that point? No, not a, not unless they insist on it. But if I had my druthers, I would do both because I can do both. Um, and I know I can do both. I'm a workaholic like that. That's how I'm made. Um, it's who I am. And I accept it. Um, but for me personally, it's just a very, very big deal to me um, to to 
to just do that. And so I wouldn't want to give up first take. I wouldn't want to give up the NBA, uh, but have feeling the need to be on sport on television to talk sports as much as I already am. That would die down to some degree. But the jobs that I have in sports in terms of doing first take in the NBA, that would not subside that much as far as I'm concerned. But I would definitely make concessions to do late night television. If you were given your own late night show tomorrow and could book any guest to interview, who would it be? Well, I would tell you Barack Obama would be one uh, because I'm a fan. Um, it would definitely be him. Um, I would tell I'd like you, Barack Obama to do some more interviews. I feel like he's like disappeared and I don't like that. We, I, he's comforting. Well, he's, we need to see him more. He's disappeared. He's disappeared right now because he doesn't want to take the shine away from President Biden, but he needs take to. Take the shine. Um, take the shine. Yeah, take the shine away. But I would tell you Barack <laughs> Obama definitely would be one. Um, Tiger Woods would be another. Okay. Um, I would tell I would tell you that I've already had it with Snoop Dogg um, <laughs> and Jamie Foxx. Because uh, I love those guys. They're both personal friends and they are just phenomenal. I think that Snoop Dogg is so brilliant, so gifted. How does um, he not have so a sports show? How does he not have a sports show? Only because he doesn't want to. Okay. He doesn't want okay. to. When the time is right, he'll do it, but he can do it if he wants to, especially oh, when yeah. he's on call boxing. Oh, yeah. Calling the Olympics. He's phenomenal. He's just phenomenal. Um, you know where he Jamie was the best? I, I apologize for interrupting you. Where he was the best is he did a hockey. He did an NHL game, I think, a couple of years ago. Oh, I, don't, I don't know that. I, I, yeah. I, didn't, I heard about it, but I didn't see it. Yeah. And and I think and I happen to believe that Jamie Foxx is the most talented dude in Hollywood. But you know who else I love? And, and I tell you these guys right here. <laughs> I'm a huge Mark Wahlberg fan and he knows me and I know him. Um, I'm a fan of his. They're just some good brothers, man. Him. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. If I had my druthers, I would love to interview all three of them together. That'd be good. Mark Wahlberg, Ben Affleck, right. Matt Damon. I just think they're phenomenal. And yeah. I just think that, um, and, and of course, Charlize Theron, I love her. Um, and, 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 you know, just, just so many others. Uh, but I'm a real big fan of her, Meryl Streep, people like that. You'd be surprised who I'd love to talk to, but Barack Obama... Yeah. And Tiger Woods would definitely be at the top of my list. And of course, the one and only Jack. There's only one, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholas said yeah. definitely so. Yeah. yeah. I just want to clear up the question I asked about do you ever not wake up and not want to? I, I didn't mean stay in bed. I meant like, do you ever just not want to argue about whether LeBron did this or whether KD is this oh, or Brady? Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, I like, like, like I do get tired of debating sometimes, but I never get tired of talking sports. Like, I don't mind answering questions, but I don't always like debating. It's my job on first take in the morning. But I, I don't know. This 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 could potentially be the final run in four years. Um, it depends on what I've got going on in my life. Don't get me wrong. I love first take. I love doing it. Um, right. But I'm not limited. I'm not limited. I believe there's a lot more that I bring to the table that obviously could make a boatload of money for Walt Disney and ESPN. Or, or Hulu or anybody else under the Walt Disney umbrella or somebody else if it does if it comes to that. But while also making some money for myself. Um, my quality of life is also very, very important to me. The only reason I'm on the East Coast right now is because of my daughters. I mean, if it wasn't for that, um, I, I just I, I would be ready to move out west. I'm so sick of cold weather. I can't even I can't even my attitude is But you seem like I'm such a be, you're you're such a New Yorker. Yeah, I am, but I've been here all my life. 
with the exception of when I went away to college for Winston-Salem State. I love Southern California. I hate their taxes. I'm a (laughs) capitalist, unapologetically so. Um, I hate their taxes. But at least I get that beautiful weather for those taxes in Southern California. That's not what I always get in New York. And so for me, my quality of life... (sighs) has become more important and to be and by the way i just want to smile and laugh and have a good time more you know and i want to celebrate greatness not just with the athletes but with the actors and actresses hip-hop artists and everything else i'm tired of being this guy that's always perceived as just bringing the hammer and bringing the rain i do a lot of celebrating of other people as well Mm-hmm. And I want that to be recognized because that's important to me because I think those people deserve to be celebrated a hell of a lot more than me. Well, listen, you should be celebrated for what you do. You're at the top of your game. It's been proven. So listen, everyone should get their, you know, their props when they're deserved. That's for somebody else to determine, not me. Right. All right. I made it through this whole interview without bringing up stay off the weed, mm-hmm. which I'm proud of, but I do have to ask, are you tired of that whole thing or do you still get a kick out of it with the memes and the it's 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 fun. It's fun yeah. because I mean it. I mean it because I yeah. don't mean it for everybody. Look, man, I got family members that smoke weed. Let's call it what right. it is, okay? Right. I'm from the streets of New York City. Of course I know people that smoke weed. I when I say stay off the weed, I'm talking about people who allow it to cost them their money. That's what I'm talking about. Just like I have a problem with, the, you know, the, well, it's not that simple with the vaccinations mm-hmm. because with the vaccine, my issue with that is you have the potential to contaminate somebody else. So that pisses right. me off when you talk like it's a it's a privacy issue. It's not a privacy issue. It's privacy when it affects just you, when it doesn't affect just you and it affects the masses and the public. Well, damn it, that's a different mm-hmm. problem altogether. And that's not a privacy yeah. matter. So I completely applaud the NBA for taking the position that they've taken in terms of if you're if the local uh, government mandate uh, mandates are handed down and you don't follow that, you don't get paid. I completely support that. Yeah. Absolutely. One thousand percent. That's the right thing to do. Would you make I'll end it with this. I mean, it's a weird one to end it on, but. You were one of the first people, if not the first person, I believe, who had called out LeBron early on because LeBron had given the whole it's a private matter on the yeah. uh, on the vaccine. Yeah. And he revealed this week he is vaccinated. Yeah. And now let me just say this, because you probably don't. I love LeBron. I'm a huge LeBron fan. So do I. I'm, you know, I and it bummed me out that he gave the line about, you know, I did my research. LeBron, you're not doing any different research than anyone. It's the CDC. This is not a government issue. It's a medical issue. Like, uh, you know, this whole research is, is uh, that line. Just yeah, everybody's a researcher me. now. Everybody's yeah. a researcher yeah. now. Google, everybody's Google. Researcher. That's the research. Yeah, yeah, how about yeah. That? yeah. yeah. And I love LeBron. I am, I, I am a LeBron apologist. Uh, I thought, though, and then he, so he came out and he said he's not going to push anyone to get the vaccine. He thinks it's a private issue. What, what was your take on when he said that yesterday? Or Monday. Um, I accept it. What I would say to you is that I was happy that he did what he did yesterday because I think that's all he needed to do. I what I was unhappy about is that it took him this damn long. You could have done this a year ago, you know, and you could have helped a lot of lives along the way. And, you know, if you if you have reticence about putting something in your body, that's your right. Um, if you're the kind of person that Googles and look at the ingredients of medicine that's given to you, as opposed to doing what 99% of us do, which is get a prescription from the pharmacy, uh, from the doctor, go to the pharmacy and, and, and get the damn thing and take it. Um, if you're different than that, more props to you. I'm not judging you. Uh, but you know what? It's a privilege to play in these leagues. It's not a right. 
And so the, the Kyrie Irvins of the world who's making $35 million, the Andrew Wiggins of the world who's making $30 million, um, you want to take that position, you go right ahead. I'm the NBA. You don't play and you don't get paid. It's very, very simple to me. It's going to be a fast. I mean, it's going to be a fascinating have, story to see how it plays out. It really, I mean, well, it's going to be perfect for you and your show because it's going to be, I mean, they take the money away. That's going to be the game changer. Listen, listen, bottom line is they should take the money away. They should take the money away. You should not, you, you listen, I don't want to talk to people about what to put in their bodies, but the reality of the situation is, is that you have the ability to compromise an entire multi-billion dollar business. If you're not vaccinated and you come down with COVID, it's not to say that you can't come down with COVID, even if you do get vaccinated, obviously, right. but the chances of doing so uh, uh, diminish greatly. And so knowing that is the reality, let's understand we all have an obligation to do all we can. And then for me as a black man, where it resonates with me is that I was hesitant to take the vaccine. Then I had a gentleman by the name of Dennis Pullen, who's the president of, South, of virtual health in South Jersey, New Jersey bring me down there and take me to the ICU. And I saw nothing but black people in there because white folks were gobbling up the vaccines because it was available and they weren't as reticent about taking it as black people were because we were busy living off of stuff like the Tuskegee experiment and things of that nature. Well, I would remind people that when it comes to the Tuskegee experiment, people weren't being vaccinated. They weren't being, they weren't having things, you know, you know, placebos and all of this stuff injected into them. They weren't being treated. And they were led to believe they were being treated. And as a result of that, over the course of 40 years, you know, these people were contaminated. This is an entirely different ballgame. There is a vaccine that has proven for the most part to be healthy. Over 6.2 billion people have taken the vaccine. So knowing all of those things, for you to sit there and to say it's a private, it's a private matter, it's a private matter. Damn that. Stay your ass home. Don't come. Don't play. Lose out your money and watch the league move on because too much latitude and too much and too much leeway has been given. We are the society that we are because we're a land of laws and we understand where level of urgencies kick in and takes place. And we've forgotten that along the way and everybody just wants to do what they want to do when they want to do it, how they want to do it with no consequences whatsoever. Well, guess what? You can do what you want, but understand there's the consequences that come along with that. I have no problem with the NFL taking that position. I have no problem with the NBA or any other sports league taking that position. And not only do I co-sign with them, I will stand tall in supporting their position on this matter because they are right. Well said. Well said. I mean, at the end, also put all that. Don't, don't we want to get out of this mess already? I mean, let's get out of this yeah. mess already. That's what it I. It is what it is, man. Yeah, yeah. Stephen A. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed this, and I appreciate you doing this from your car and. Uh, First Take and Stephen A's World. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. Take care of yourself. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. You too. Be well. All right, time for the weekly train of thought segment. I'm going to pull back the curtain completely here right before we started to hit record on this with Sal Licata from SNY. WFAN has been a smash hit over the weeks here. Uh, he, he said this is going to be a letdown after Stephen A. So no pressure. Like, no one's expecting anything now from you. So just impossible to, to follow that. Exactly. Just let, it, just let it fly. Um, <laughs> I got a little thrown off when I was interviewing Stephen A because in the right in the middle of maybe three quarters of the way in, I was I saw on Twitter that Brittany has been freed. So I was very yes. excited about that. I, I debated asking Stephen A about it, but then I thought maybe maybe I should leave that alone. Save it for Sal. Yeah, and that's a topic we could discuss. Uh, I, I was thinking of you two when I saw the news. Now, this has been kind of expected right over the last couple of weeks. Now it's official, but it's been kind I of expected. Think so. yeah. I think so. So yeah, um, good for her. We got some train of thoughts topics. We've got some Apple reviews. We're scrapping the picks. I figured it's they don't fit in. And how long are we supposed to do this? At some point, I got to get out of here. So we'll do train of thoughts. We'll we'll read Apple reviews. We'll beg you to leave Apple reviews for me to read. And um, and we'll scrap the NFL. I like the reviews idea because it's interactive, right? I mean, people send a nice review. They get to hear us react to it live, which I I think is a cool idea. So I like that. All right. Let's do train of thoughts. Topic number one, biggest story in sports by far and away for the week is Tom Brady goes into New England to return on Sunday night. Bucks, Patriots, NBC, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth, the whole deal. But this book is coming out about the Patriots and Belichick and the end of Brady, Seth Wickersham from ESPN and some details have dribbled out. First of all, this book's going to be a must read, correct? Yeah. I mean, I think so. Although the problem is you get these headlines and excerpts, you know, really what's there to read, right? I'm assuming we're getting all the juice now. So I really got to go through the monotony of reading a what 300 plus page book and already knowing the highlights from it. That's my issue with it. I'll get the, so a lot, like Sal said, there's been a lot already that's come out. For me, the biggest thing by far, Bill couldn't meet with Tom Brady in person when Tom decided to leave to say goodbye. Come on, really? Like, I know you're just, you know, this robot of an NFL coach and the greatest coach. The guy who was there for 20 years, you can't meet him in person, Bill? It's like a breakup and you want to do it in person, but the other person is unwilling to meet up with you. And you're like, what do you mean? We spent all this time together. We was, how could you not even give me that respect? And he did call him though the goat, right? I mean, so at least he got that out of him. 
maybe just Belichick has this issue with personal relationships because obviously it's a professional relationship. He's his boss. He's his coach, however you want to look at it. But like, you know, I, I know Tom Brady doesn't get a lot of sympathy from people around the country because people hate anyone who's good at what they do. But the guy's there for 20 years and wants to say goodbye to Bill in person. I mean, you've described it perfectly. Like, a, like it reminds me of like, what's the movie where the guy standing at the window crying and the, 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 you know, the girl doesn't want to let him up. Right. So, I mean, what, what do we, Tom is like the jilted lover. It's terrible. I will say, but look, he's, and I, I do think that this part of the equation takes a little bit of away from something. I, although I'm into it now, look, I'm neither a Bucks nor Patriots fan, but I cannot wait for this. I love the Adele preview clip that they put out that was there. But really the fact good. that, yeah, it was great. The fact that Brady already won a Super Bowl in year one with the Bucs, I mean, I, as does. much as I love Bill. And by the way, did you see Belichick last week with the reporters like, hey, what did you see with Mac Jones three receptions? He's like, uh, same, same thing, thing you saw. <laughs> I, I, I love Bill it. so much. <laughs> I saw it. That's, yeah. That's, I he's a, he's a content machine. That, that the, I feel a, the same way. I But, you know, I thought Brady came off pretty – Brady comes off pretty good in all this stuff. Agreed. Like. His personality has been shown to the world now. He's got a dynamic yeah. personality. He won the Super Bowl already. Belichick's teams have struggled, whether it be with Cam Newton last year. The Patriots don't look as good this year. I always have been a fan of Bill, but to your point, look, you spend that much time with somebody, you have that much success, you probably should figure out a way to make it happen in person. Now, we don't know all the details about that, I guess, but you figure out a way to make that happen. Would you be surprised even 1% if Brady threw six touchdowns Sunday night. No, I think they're going to try to embarrass New England. Now, I, Belichick's still a great coach, but the talent level is not even close. I, I think Arians and Brady are going to try to run it up and embarrass the Patriots on Sunday night. I don't know if they'll run it up, but I do think uh, I think Tom's going to be on a mission on Sunday night, and and the Patriot offense cannot hang with the Bucks, so you know, that's you know going to get ugly. You know what's the weirdest dynamic to me is that it's almost like it's everybody versus Belichick because even the New England fans, they're not anti-Tom Brady. Now, they're going to be rooting for their pats, I'm sure, but right. they understand going in that. Well, they're, I don't. I, I so I'm so that's an interesting point. Is the mentality of the Pats fan welcome back, Tom, or is it screw you for leaving us, Tom? I think it's welcome back. According okay. to what I saw last year, now I don't know this to a fact, but you know, the few Patriots fans that I talked to following it last year, you heard a lot of people that were rooting for Brady. And well, that's I, different, though. That's not him, though, going into Foxborough. Oh, that's true. Yeah, maybe a little different. I mean, look, they're going to be rooting for their pads, but they have to understand that this is this this would be a very difficult one, if not impossible, to be able to get. All right. Train of thoughts topic number two. Have you gotten into the Mannings at all on Monday night? Because they had their most buzzed about episode this past week. So oddly enough, uh, now, you and I texted about this. The first five seconds that I watched, I was like, this is brutal. They need a host. This is awful. Well, they, and yeah, and they changed everything after right the first away. five minutes. Yeah. yeah, and I heard you talking about it with Marcia, and I, I agree yeah. with you guys. Now, even that night after I said it was awful, <clears> I did go back to it, and then I watched that broadcast the rest of the way. The second week, I watched that broadcast the entire time. This game, maybe because it was a little different because it was Dallas, Philadelphia, I started out watching the normal feed, and then out of curiosity, I went to it, and I saw some clips on Twitter and then I stuck with the Manning feed. I'm addicted to it. I, I, I think those. I think they've gotten significantly better. It's funny. I enjoy watching the game that way. So yeah, after the start that looked like it was going to be a rough go, they've to me. I I love it. I enjoy watching. Unless it's a big game, I enjoy watching like that. I'm very curious to see what I'm going to do when it's a big game. 
Because I've been with the Mannings. Well, I haven't heard Levy, Greasy, and Riddick for a second. I've been Mannings the whole three weeks. Plus, because of you know, I'm going to write about it the next day. Um, I did love the fact because you know I do like when there's anarchy and people get upset about that. I love that they're off for three weeks after all this buzz. <laughs> but we knew that <laughs> they, they were so going to do every game, right? Right. I'm not I didn't think people. It. I don't think people expected a three week layoff, though. I mean, they're not back till week seven. The more I think about it, I mean, it really. I, I, you know, sort of kick myself for not realizing it early on, but it really is the perfect situation in terms of like, that wouldn't work Sunday at 425. Right. I don't even know if it would work Sunday night, but like Monday night, it's perfect. Especially One with the game, crappy games. You, yeah. You, you and Marshan nailed it. And I think Andrew was right when he was talking about, you know, if it's your team in it, you're not watching. The other, the other, you, you know, you're not watching the Manny feed, you watch the regular feed. The other thing is all due respect to the, the you know, the three guys who do it. It's not like, you know, if it were I and Eagle, it'd be a little different story. I feel like I might be missing something. We're not missing yeah. anything with Levy and Greasy and and Riddick. It just mm-hmm. so so you want to be more entertained, and you you go to Peyton Eli. It's completely different. And I think it is a fun way to watch it. And I think it does fit perfectly Monday night. But meanwhile, at the end of the day, though, the Levy crew is getting twelve million viewers, and the Mannings are getting you know one point eight. I mean, people still go to the traditional, you know, because these people on Twitter think, could this ever replace it? Well, no, because Peyton Eli don't want to work seventeen weeks. Uh, I. So someone is the rating are the ratings going to be higher for ESPN too? No, it's not. That's never going to happen. Not even I mean, close. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a social media play more than anything because Agreed. you're on Twitter and then you see like giving the finger and you're like, oh, I got to see what's going on. Which was just the greatest thing ever. And I, I agree <laughs> with that. And again, I found it fascinating listening to you guys discuss it last week, and then trying to understand it myself. Like we get caught up in sports media in this social media world, and almost everybody on my feed of the 600 plus people that I follow that aren't muted, all those people are tweeting about the Mannings and how great that broadcast is. Right. Yet, so in my world, it's like, oh, everybody's watching the Mannings. Right. Yet in reality, millions of people, more, I mean, how many times over are watching the traditional feed? So it just shows right. social media really doesn't. I got a tweet Monday night during it after I had tweeted something about it from someone and they're like, oh, this is my first time watching it. The first two weeks, I didn't know what channel it was on or something. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, what? He has right. a quiet. We'll wrap it up with this, this, this topic. Legit question. Give me an, if the answer is zero, say zero. How much would you pay Thursday night for a Manning feed during Jaguars Bengals? I personally would not pay anything. You 99 mean like cents. If there was a 99 cents and you could click the button and watch them for three hours. Probably not. And I'll tell you why. Obviously, the dollar. You're a cheapskate. Really, no, the dollar is really not that significant. But it's just when does it end? You know what I mean? Everything now has a paywall behind. If I see a paywall. I'm clicking past it. I'm sorry. Don't I don't mind. We, we might have to edit that out. We have a no, paywall at SI. So let's move on quickly. Let's forget you said that and move on. All I right. just, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I'm just, yeah, let's say. All <laughs> right. Train of thoughts topic yeah. number three before I get fired. Big question here. Friday, October 1st, The Many Saints of Newark, the Sopranos movie comes out. Will Sal Licata go to a theater to watch it? Or will he watch it on HBO Max? Now, you have a kid, so that throws a little wrench into things. Although your mom could watch a kid. But what do you do for that? Is that I'm a movie watching theater it at home. Mo- I'm watching it at home. Be- because of the Confirming easy access. Confirming Sal's a cheapskate. Yeah, because- <laughs> and I love going to the movies. I used to love it. With my- but it's a hassle. Then you have to find a babysitter, plan to go out with the wife and all that. I'd rather just sit home in the comfort of my own couch 
watch the HBO Max stream. But that is a must-watch. I mean, that's this Friday already? I didn't even realize yes. that. And David Chase is pissed that it's on HBO Max. I love it on there. He I wants mean, it in the movies for a little bit before it's on HBO Max. I'll tell I'll you this. Blame him. If it weren't on HBO Max, I'd be in the movie theater. If not the opening night, opening weekend for sure. If it, right, but it is. See, see, you're the, you're the reason why David Chase is pissed because it's the person like you who's going to blow off the movies now to watch on HBO. What Max. are you going to do? I know you're a big movie goer. Are you going to watch it in the theater? Or I haven't been to the movie since the pandemic started. Um, I, I would like to go see it in the movie theater. I yeah, would. I, it's hard though. Be with football here, it's impossible to get to a movie theater. You know, I mean, I got games to watch and. Right, there's too much long. going on in a football right. uh, fall. I would weekend. like to go to the theater to see it though. That to the, me is a movie theater movie. The other, see, that's where I disagree with you. We talked about this earlier. I because it was a TV show. To me, it's an extension of that, as opposed to if it were some kind of Star Wars movie or Marvel movie, whatever. Then maybe I'd want to go and get the experience in the theater. This is not about the sound mm. or the effects. This is a TV show, a prequel of a show that we watched on TV for. But it's not going to be a show. Or. It's going to be a movie. It's going to yeah, be a but film. still, I mean, you know. It's, all right, all right. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Train of thoughts topic number four. Curb is back October 24th. I'm not going to do it now because it's going to take too long, but we've got it. Maybe next week we'll tell the story of when we met Larry. Oh, God. Great story. I'm still upset with myself. But I did want to ask you with Curb coming back because I hate getting this question. And now I'm going to ask it to you because I hate it. Do you have a single favorite episode? Um, It's impossible. I could give you two scenes that come to the top of my head real quick. Go the ahead. one where he's leaving a voice message for Irv Schwimmer. 
and yes yeah so and then you know he hits the car oh you bleeping it you know yeah, whatever yeah. and then irv yeah. at the end of the episode you blah blah that yeah. i love and then the um probably the shrimp old one where larry gets so mad about the shrimp and go, yeah, go buy yourself you know so those two scenes but I, I can't pick out one singular episode right i know i hate when people ask me that question you have that or not and by the way i'm due for a rewatch i gotta go back and watch all those again it's been too long i rewatched it when the pandemic first started so you're fresh on that then i'm good yeah. you have one in particular that you love beloved uh answer <sighs> crazy eyes killer is the one that, and and the and bald asshole the halloween <laughs> one those are the two that always and i love the one with shack when shack when he trips shack um but crazy eyes killer and the bald asshole halloween one are the probably the two i laughed at the most i think but i'd have to look um all right let's read some reviews and then we'll get everyone out of here I, I glanced at some of these and I don't know if you got the whole family leaving reviews or what you're doing, but my God, there's a lot of sal love on these reviews. Really? Yeah. Here we go. This is someone called Nath and ATH Nath dragon one, two, three really love the pod, especially the inside sports media stuff with guys like Martian. Don't love the wrestling stuff, but that's the beauty of fast forward. Have become a big fan of both you and Sal through the train of thought segment. And although this segment is like two friends having, Hanging at a bar, I would presume to interrupt, but I might buy you both a beer. Oh, I mean, that's it. very nice. Yeah. I, see, that to me is the greatest compliment. You and I just BS and people want to come hang out. That's had, had to get in the shot at the wrestling, but that's <laughs> fine because Daniel Bryan <laughs> slash Bryan Danielson was on last week. So I'll, I'll, I'll but that was very nice. Uh, Arizona Phil's fan. Jimmy brings on a wide variety of guests around the world of sports media and has real conversations, which are always entertaining. The more you listen, the more you are drawn to Jimmy's idiosyncrasies, which have him fit in nicely in the Seinfeld and Larry David universe. A nice companion to his friend, arch rival Richard Deitch's sports media pod. I don't want to know if I want to be a companion to the Deitch pod. I should be above the Deitch pod and the Deitch <laughs> pod should be like a supplement to my pod. Right. Love you, Richard. Here's the thing. I feel like, and listen, you know me almost as well as anybody off this podcast. Mm -hmm. I feel like I give people maybe publicly 10% of my idiosyncrasies. Well, because there's the a rest lot of more, it, the, the rest of it couldn't lot. be aired. I mean, you can't. <laughs> can, there's a lot more going on. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. A, yeah. That's why I love Seinfeld and Curb. I was like, wait, I'm not the only person that's never wanted a house tour in my life. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> M Hogan one three zero six. Jimmy, you have a great podcast. Okay, I'll take it. I mean, Perfect. a little creativity in the review would be nice, but we'll take it. it took the time to do it though, and it was positive. Yeah, you got to respect exactly. That. Yeah, five. All right, this one. Okay, this makes it. Alex A. Wright. I'm so happy that I found this podcast as a sports journalism student in college. I love hearing from the wide variety of guests Jimmy has from writers, radio people, TV broadcasters, so much more. So the fact that someone in college is listening to me makes me feel good since I'm about. 75 years old i've learned more by listening to this podcast that i have in some of my journalism classes it's so fascinating to learn about these people i see on tv or follow on social media it's piqued my interest so much that sports media would be a beat i would like to cover someday in my career here's an idea for a future episode we need a podcast with jimmy oran deitch and marcia marshan that would be epic it's a lot can of, you make that of, happen a lot of chefs in the kitchen yeah um <laughs> too much yeah, ego to deal with yeah there. I, I don't know if i can control all that it's a lot it's a lot, but it could be fun. Um, Connor Nuke, every episode of the show is fantastic, and I love the guests. Being in the sports media business, I always love hearing from those who have made it to the top, especially the play-by-play -play broadcasters like Ian Eagle and Joe Buck. I also like the Train of Thought segments, but I had never heard of Salicata, so I looked him up on Twitter. 
Turns out he has the baseball takes of a 90-year-old curmudgeon. Come on, Sal, put it together. <laughs> Sal is very old school when it comes to baseball. You of are course. Very old school. Of mm. course. I hate the way the game has evolved right now. But, I mean, I still love it. It's probably my favorite sport. That's, uh, would you say that's a positive or a negative? Uh, I think positive. Two things. One, he is now familiar with me because of this podcast, so I like right. that. Two, he went to check out the Twitter, and if the worst thing he could say about me is that my baseball <laughs> takes are old, I'll, 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 I'm okay with that. <laughs> here's what, here's the information we need. The information we need is, did he follow you after yeah, checking out your Twitter page? Doesn't Don't sound like he that. did. He would have probably meant, you know. Yeah. You basically wanting, you know, someone to get beamed in the head if, if, if they flip the bat is probably got you not followed by that guy. Yeah, I wonder, now I'm curious what on my Twitter feed would make him think that because generally I'm just ripping the Mets or, you know, talking about the Yankees. What am I, where would you get that my old school baseball thoughts from on there? But mm-hmm. anyway, Last oh, maybe more. I know what it was. I know yeah, what it yeah. was. Exit velo. I hate the exit velo. Hate right, it. Right. So Me that's too. what it was. Me too. I don't. I don't understand it. I hate it too. But I don't. I try not to tweet about sports because people are nuts. Um, <laughs> BBR three one nine. Sal has been a great addition. So there we go. There I we love go. it. That, now we now we pick you up. <laughs> Always enjoy Oran, James, Andrew Miller, and Martian. Would love to see John Trescremsky from The Ringer as a guest. And I'm not even from New York. Don't think a New York only guy would be good on the pod. That goes national, even though I usually do. So I do that sometimes, but I don't really have a relationship with Johnson Skrumsky. So, all right, last one. John Wid- Widowski. Do you love the minutia and shenanigans of the world of sports? Oh, I don't want to read this. He's insulting the guest. I just said, have I got the podcast view? If you're a dude born in the 80s who likes sports, this pod is literally a quality hour to bro out. With a focus on New York sports and Seinfeld references, Jimmy can't be beat. He refuses to watch Saving Private Ryan, but even him being that dumb couldn't make me not give this podcast a five-star review. Yes, yeah, still haven't watched it and never will. All right, well, I appreciate those are good reviews. The love for Sal keeps coming in. So if you're still listening, leave a review. I will read it next week on the podcast. And uh, that wraps it up. Sal, thanks as always. And... Uh, Hopefully there's no uh, exit velocity tweets uh, for you tonight. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's see. Yeah. No, I got to. You're right. The best thing that you said there was you don't tweet about sports, which it just drives me nuts. You I, can't, I can't because every no matter what you say, someone's going to argue. It, Somebody, exactly. Bang. You my say head Tom up Brady played a break. If you say if you just tweet Tom Brady played a great game, someone will rip you for that take. Right. Exactly. You and can't and tweet they anything. Even, it, you, they take it out of context it, completely. You could mm-hmm. like, I got one this week. So I liked the tweet and somebody was complaining of the tweet that I liked and interpreting the way that he thought that it was. And I was like, dude, I liked the tweet. I'm allowed to like what I want. Leave me the bleep alone. Here's what I think we're going to do. Blocked. Yeah. Well, you, you with the block. I mean, forget <laughs> it. Here's what we're going to do. Since we got rid of the weekly NFL picks because nobody cared and I was terrible. And it wasn't, I think every week we may have to add a segment on like what's going on with Sal on Twitter this week. Oh God. Yeah. I've known Sal. I would say I've, I've gotten texts and phone calls from Sal. (laughs) I'd say every three months over the course of a 10 year friendship telling me he's quit Twitter. I know. And it's been right. It's been 10 years. Unfortunately, I can't, I can't shake it. I'm stuck. I wanted, I want to know the tweet you liked that pissed somebody off. You want me to tell you that now? Is it is it worth it or not? Yeah, it, it's but it has to do with it, it was Dame Lillard talking right. about 
uh how he did you see that yeah did you see that clip yes now i don't give my opinion on this one way or another i always stay away from it but i just thought that the way that he said it it was very open and honest eloquent yeah and i respected it not saying that he's right or wrong whatever all i did was i liked it because i thought it was you know just open and raw and honest about it where you hear a lot of guys and some guy gave you shit for liking And goes to this whole thing. Well, like I got an agenda and I shouldn't be preaching one way. Or, and I'm like, what? I like the tweet. That's that is it. phenomenal. Yeah, Love it. Man. That yeah. is because that is such a trigger. For, like, I know that probably for a half hour, your day was consumed with that guy responding to you. You know what I did? Too. So I went to, I DM'd him and I said, I said something like, what are you doing? Well, what I, are you I, doing? I DM'd him and said something like, Stop DMing random people. Yeah, I said something like, get lost, you moron. And I'm going to wait for you to see this until I block you. And as soon as I saw like the dots come up, like he was going to respond, block. And then he couldn't do anything about it. I know you're right. It just, it's the only way that I could feel like I at least have some say back. I mean, how stupid is that? You're getting on me for liking a tweet. I didn't even say anything about it. Yeah, I know. You're DMing random people (laughs) and blocking them when you see the dots. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure you read this before I block it. <laughs> Perfect way to end the episode. All right. Goodbye. You later. See you next week. All right. All right. My thanks to Stephen A. Smith and my buddy Salakata for this week's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Love the conversation with Stephen A. Uh, I didn't mention this at the top. I'm just realizing. But if you missed any previous episodes of the SI Media Podcast, go into the archives and check them out. Brian Danielson from AEW and New- Andrew Marshan from the New York Post were on the podcast last week jimmy kimmel and cousin sal two weeks ago tony romo three weeks ago if you missed any of those interviews go into the archives subscribe rate and review all right that wraps it up for this week we'll see you next week right here on the si media podcast stay safe and take care at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. 
Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.